It's All Chaos, a podcast about two best friends who are navigating the ups and downs of working full-time, running their own businesses, blending families, and taking on Nana duties. Duties? Not that kind of duty. Oh. Learn about the things we are involving ourselves in and the challenging day-to-day events that just prove that every day, all day, it's all chaos. Welcome to episode 11 of the It's All Chaos podcast. I'm Tracy. And I'm Jill. And we're here with whatever chaos we can come up with. Yep, this is kind of like Basically, a, a coffee chat. Yeah. <laughs> this is a coffee chat. We're just going to talk about um, things that have been going on. I don't remember when the last time we kind of filled everybody in on what's been just going on. Yeah. So, grab your tea or your Anybody coffee Anybody who's your curious drink. what goes on in our lives... Yeah, you know, because, you know, I do a lot of TikTok, but you're seeing me make a recipe or test something out or tell you a little snippet of something, so yep. maybe there's more. And you can always go to the podcast. Like, if you have a specific question or something you want to talk about, yep. you could go to the review section and put in yep. a little review and put Give in your question. Give us a five-star review. We always love five-star reviews, and that also helps people find us. But you could tell us something nice, and then you could say, hey, I want to know xyz about you yeah tell us about this stuff tell us your life story you know yep what do you want to know we want to um, know how you and lester met i think we already did that i, I did a tiktok on it for yeah sure oh, um, that's true you did which is funny because people were always asking um so christmas we got through it we got we did it was a little it was it was <laughs> was it chaotic and it was you know this year i i don't know what it was but it just didn't feel very Christmassy all season. I don't know if you felt that, but I I noticed a lot of people saying it and I know I felt it and Lester felt it. And I was, you know, normally there's like a time when I feel like it it comes and you're watching Christmas movies on Hallmark. Oh my gosh, the dogs. Um, Hallmark movies on Christmas and you put up the tree and then the lights are there and different things. And I don't know if it's because I left my tree up all year last year that it was just sitting in the Oh, I just noticed now that you said it, your tree is gone. You had an entire tree last year. I said maybe the fact that I didn't put it up and put up the lights and be like, oh, the tree's up and I can look yes. at the lights every day, that that took some away from it. I didn't do a ton of decorating because we had that trip in October and then I had something going on in November and then we had something. Yeah. I mean, I felt like I was always running. Yep. And so I don't know if it just was that, if it was just that it was still hot for so long through November here. Yeah, I, um, I don't know. And it, the it, thing is, is now that you say it, I think I'll kind of say the same thing. And I feel like everything in our life is a scramble. And I know that I've taken on, you know, five-step children and life is crazy. Because if, you know, that that is something that is maybe, you know, worth exploring or worth talking about. You know, I, I grew up with a brother and so did you. And it was my, my family of four. And so, you know, I'm going to say we did family of four things, but, um, I always wish I had a big family because my mom was one of eight. So whenever we went back to Wisconsin, which is where, you know, she is from, she's originally born in the Netherlands, but she came over, um, when she was, uh, five or six on a boat and they immigrated here and, um, they settled in Wisconsin and most of her family is there. So, um, every other summer we'd take a family trip. We'd end up in Wisconsin just to spend time with family. My parents were teachers. So we had the whole summer to, you know, back when 
he actually got three, you know, two and a half, three months right, off. Right, right. Um, we would spend, you know, almost a whole month in Wisconsin going from house to house, spending time with every family member and, and seeing family. So that's kind of, I think, what gave me the idea that a big family was cool. And, you know, there's stuff on TV. Like, we watched Brady Bunch, and they had six kids. And, you know, there was always things going on. But in today's busy, chaotic world, and let's talk about, you know, not every, to get political, every, but economy-wise and financially-wise. ad is three other activities and and expenses and and all of those things every activity comes with an expense you know back in my day i feel like growing up most of the things you did through the school didn't come with an extra expense like um or if so if you did sports it was like uniforms and you just use the school uniforms yeah and then you turn them back in Right. And they washed them and they had them for the next year and then they checked them out to you. Yeah. You know, so yes, you're always wearing somebody else's uniform that's been worn. A but bunch when of you're times, talking club, right? I mean, you may have $150, $250 expenses alone in club uniforms. Correct. And, you know, you got your practice and your game and your away yep. and your home. We did and, have that you know, in soccer with Alex. Right. But um, having, you know, six fam- six kids, right? So Tori made the junior high soccer team. So we had that. And that season literally started after her rec soccer league ended. We have two other kids who are in rec soccer, Casey's son, Warren, and Xander. Xander's on Tori's team. So at least that saved us a hair of time there that we weren't just there for one kid. We were there for two. The rec league that we do soccer through is through our church. So I, you know, obviously know the people there and Tori has been in this league, um, gosh, for six years now. So, um, the youngest, our youngest son, Roran, his team was short a coach, uh, two seasons ago. So they asked us, uh, me and my husband, if we would jump in and coach. So we said yes. Um, and then, so last year we coached again cause we did really enjoy doing that. And, um, Roran can be a bit of a squirrel, have a little bit of ADD. And sometimes we were worried of his behavior or attitude with another coach. So it ended up working out that we could be there to help manage him. So anyways, we did that. So that season had just ended as Tori started soccer at school. Um, two of our high schoolers, Tylan and Kale, um, number two and three, they both made the high school musical, which ends uh, the first weekend of February. But that meant that we had two kids who needed to stay after for rehearsal, which means the other high schooler needed to be picked up from school along with the so youngest. It was different times you were telling me about practice. You're like, these characters have rehearsal this day and these characters have rehearsal right. this day. Well, and they're doing I, Beauty and the Beast. So. I just remember when, whenever we had play, it didn't matter if it was your scene or whatever. Everybody was there every day. It was so very weird. They're doing Beauty and the Beast this year, which some of the kids are happy or not happy about it. I don't know if they thought it was too mainstream, but anyways, they're doing Beauty and the Beast and the school is going all out. Like the, let's talk about money now again, you know, chaotic things. Um, activity fee to be in the play is $90 per student. So we had two kids make the play. So that's $180 for them to be in the play. Then they needed that's to have just the play. To be in it. That's just to be in it. Then they needed the play t-shirt. And I paid nothing to be in the place. Now, right. people, oh, no. parents had to pay for tickets you, you or had whatever. To, yes. I don't even know. When they when came. I was in junior high and I don't know that we but. did that. But yes, we have to pay for tickets to go see it once they're in it. Right. Um, they needed the t-shirt, right? Because they had to have the t-shirt to commemorate the play. Yeah. Um, and that's $20 per kid. So tack that on to the money. So it was $220 for the two kids to be in the play. Um, so because they're doing Beauty and the Beast, if you think about it, like they're dancing, they're singing, they're doing all the things. So some of the days for rehearsal, there will be everybody who is in 
um, be our guest song. Okay, so who is that? That is all of the people playing any of the enchanted objects in the castle, right? And obviously Belle. So Beast is not in that scene, so he would need to be there for that. And it makes sense that, that they're going to spend two hours learning dance moves and singing and coordinating, right. that there's no need for Beast to be there, no reason for... Tylen got the role of schoolgirl, so she's kind of a, a named... Um, character in the village. So when they do the song Belle, if you think about the movie, uh -huh. Belle walks around singing her song. The song is called Belle. Um, it needs to be everybody who is a villager or Belle herself, right? So Gaston, you know, um, LeFou, Belle, and then all of the ancillary right. characters in that song. Um, so they break it up that way. Sometimes they say just main characters. Well, Kale got the role of the character's name is Dark. I didn't even know. You, you learned something. I'm a big Disney fan, but I didn't know. Dark is the name of the older gentleman who runs the asylum. So that is Kale's role. He is Dark. Um, so anytime that there's anything involving villagers, Dark is there. If it's the Gaston song, right? The Gaston song requires the male villagers, because they're in the bar, plus like Dark and, and, and all of that. So I understand breaking it up on different days, but there are days where Kale has to be at rehearsal and Tylen doesn't because it's the Gaston song. So there's no ladies in that, that bar scene or whatever. So um, anyways, but then that means that the two of them need to be picked up and then Kale is drive, of driving age and we let him drive. So he luckily drives everybody to school. So I don't have to do that part anymore, which is awesome. But it does mean that on certain nights I have to pick them up and then he comes home when he's done. And so, yeah, that, that adds and they chaos. Don't look, and, and their school isn't super close because their school was where their mother's house was. It was closer. Yeah, yeah. it was closer. And they, they go to a charter school, so there's not transportation. So, I mean, it's, it's 15, 20 minutes Some depending on, on traffic, yeah, right. to get there. So, you know, I mean, if I need to go pick them up and bring them home, it takes an hour out of my day. It's just what it is. But I'm, I'm thankful that Kale is now, uh, you know, trustworthy and driving and that he yeah. can get them to so school. So for all the, the kid updates, you're going to have, it's going to be on Jill's side because, you know, I only have one kid and she's grown. Right, so but you can talk about your grandbabies and what's going yes. on there. Well, they're wonderful. So yeah. they're not they're not teenagers yet or causing any yeah. any grief. No, but so. they still have activities. You just said both of them made the the little league soccer. Oh yeah, they're they're and in their so. their little they're going to be in the little soccer. It's the I call it like the bumblebee Pee -wee. soccer because Pee -wee soccer. wherever the ball is, they all just follow it around. They swarm it. Um, but Max is going to be able to play this year. He wanted so bad to play last year, and he was such a good like cheerleader cheerleader <laughs> and then he watched his brother play t-ball and that's much more organized so they they can't fudge anything and he has to be yeah. a certain age um so he he was good at watching that but he you could tell that he really wants to play these sports whereas james kind of is okay to go to practice and okay to go to games but he really just wants the snack at the end um <laughs> he takes after nana he does and not that Max isn't in it, you know, for the snacks. He, because a lot of times people looked at him and saw that he was there. And, and the extra snacks, snacks. And he, he got, got extra snacks, snacks too. Um, but he is 18 days young, too young short. to be in in it officially. I mean, it's this wasn't based out of a church or whatever. So yeah. they, they reached out and said, I know the cutoff is January 1st, but... You know, Max's birthday is 18 days later. Can we please put him Because I don't think I can keep him on the sidelines watching right. his brother one more year. And they said, yes, that's fine. So nice. Max and James will be on the same team, which will be nice because yeah. I can go watch the, that be the two of them run around like crazy. Yep. So that'll be fun. So yeah, that I mean, that adds a little chaos because that's going to take... Do you go to practices or just games? 
usually just games. I T-ball, I did go to some of the practices, depending on what help they needed, because Alex had different things on yeah. different days. Um, but I went to, I think, every game that they yeah. had. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, when we have games, um, there will be two different game times and sometimes they end up being at the same time because, you know, the teams cross, um, or the times cross, uh, for games. Sometimes they do their best, but it is, it is what it is. But sometimes we'll have a game at eight o'clock and then we'll have to wait till 11 o'clock for our next game. So then it's killing time in between. So that's Saturdays for about two months. It only runs two months, which isn't horrible, but we've got that about to start. But you have spring start. and yes, winter, they, right? They, have they two do seasons. too. Yeah, us being in Arizona, we don't have to shut down for a double season. So, um, and the program goes great. Like I said, it's only eight weeks, so that means four four months out of the year we're playing soccer, which I don't think is too much. And the kids enjoy it, and he gets them running around because I don't know if y'all's kids have the same problem as us, but you know they got an Xbox for Christmas. So if they weren't already sitting on the couch enough watching crap Whatever. television <laughs> yeah. now they are yeah so right. it definitely gets an activity in there and, and it's not like the kids are in 42 sports yes so yeah. right now it's just soccer now you know, some people have kids that go literally from one sports season to the next sports season to the next sports season and those kids love it but again you look and if they've got one or two kids and they're going from different either dance or yep. sports or cheerleader or any of those things it it could be me- mentally exhausting i mean physically exhausting yes but just trying to keep track of all of that and then still work and make dinner and yeah. keep your house. I, so I bless these people because I don't know how yeah. to do it. And if you're a single parent, yeah, good gravy. How do you do it? Yes. Yeah. On for your sure. time. Especially know. with, with multiple kids, but, um, back to the financial side of it, obviously when, before Kel was driving, we had, you know, a situation where I had to drive them to school and I had to pick them up from school. And like we said, it's about 20 minutes away to their school. So, you know, uh, thankfully, I hope where you guys are too, gas is coming down in price, but um, we are definitely coming down now. But when gas was at its peak, me having to drive to the school twice a day um, to make the full circle and dropping them all off and picking them all up, like that is an expense. Um, so, and now luckily, like I said, we're, we're in a situation where Kale can at least drive them and maybe I only have to make a couple of trips a week, which, which is fortunate. Um, adding to the plate, my, you know, again, family of, of seven right now or eight, um, our oldest Bowen is 18 and he has chosen to go to an alternative high school and has also chosen to live with his best friend. So we are one less in the house majority. Once they're 18, you cannot. Yep. Can't. Stop determine, or but choose, when they decide so they don't like your rules, that and that's a little bit of the problem when you don't want to follow the, the rules, rules of the house. Yeah, and them. my husband believes their relationship is better right now. Um, but uh, yeah, I it's it's a challenge. It's it's a challenge, and I look at all well, of them, rough because including you want my own. You want so much for them. Yes, you want what's good for them. You see when the errors are being made and you are like, I have lived this. I've lived yes. these things. I've seen how this turns out. Yeah. Just because you're 18 doesn't mean you are an adult ready to be yeah. out on your own making adult, adult choices. Yeah. yeah. Right. Without some input. Right. And he has, um, been talking a lot. He has for years, but about going into the military, obviously he needs to get his diploma before he can go into the military. Um, so at this alternative high school, they allow you to make up missed courses online. 
um, and then you have to finish obviously what you're doing. So he keeps telling us every month that this is the month he's going to finish. This is the month cause he's going to work ahead and he's behind or was behind. And anyway, so we, we hope the best for him and we now are he's 18. You don't get the updates like you would no. for a we, we actually, child that's younger. Yeah. I don't know how much, how much to talk about or air the dirty laundry on the podcast, but, um, he's 18 obviously so once he turns 18 he can sign himself out of school whenever he wants to so my husband got a phone call about a month after he had turned 18 and was like hey there just checking in with you just wondered if you were aware he has not attended a full day of high school since he turned 18 because at some point in time he goes to the office and signs himself out every single day whenever he's done Fun for the fact, day my brother was 18 when he was a senior and uh did the entire year that he was a senior because yeah. he was held back in second grade due to yeah. reading. He was dyslexic. Yeah. So to catch him up and yeah. make sure he had the best foundation, they did that. Um, so he was 18 his entire senior year. And there were times that he would sign himself out for being sick or whatever. Now he didn't, we lived in a very small town. So Word news would have got back fast. to my dad and he wouldn't have had that. But he, if he was sick or not feeling well, he didn't need any, yeah. you know, or he'd write his own note. Right. Or whatever, because he was 18. Right. And I was too, because I just, my birthday's in September, so I could have entered into kindergarten at a very young age comparatively to my, my classmates, or they could wait a year. And although they had me tested, and although I was intelligent enough to enter, they were looking at some of my social skills and thought that I would have been better off to wait a year to mature um, a hair more. I still don't think I matured that much, but you know. <laughs> I don't know. I, uh, so I was, I, was also, I was 18 most of the year because I turned 18 yes. in November. Yeah, you're but November too, I yeah. never, it never would have crossed my mind to write my own note at that point. Right. I would have still went to my mom and been like, I need a note because I was yeah. sick and I got to take it into Sign school Sign my permission slip for the field trip. Yeah, I, yeah, I still 100%. Did, yeah. I, I that was me. I would never have crossed my mind the, that I had an option not to have them Yeah be in charge of it there's there's just different ideas I mean, i'm gonna say I for think, this generation but just i just think more of them know this because there's been pushback on like you know i'm 18 or they say youtubes or they see yeah things on tv or some of yep. these reality shows where it sh- tells them i don't have to listen to you because i'm 18 and i can do this and find right. myself out and whatever and they're like oh but yeah but i mean i didn't have that right that input back then right but there wasn't the, a social media. In the if end, you wanted social, you, yeah. you took the newspaper into a room with some other people, and that was your media, and right. you were being social. That's right. Yeah, for sure. You watched the news, or, you know, you all hung out. I mean, it was really kind of funny. Um, Kale, uh, who is our, our second oldest, um, he... All the other kids... I can, tell, I can tell you podcast listeners, okay? He has a girlfriend, and he has not told any of his siblings that he has a girlfriend and it's funny because two of them go to the same school and um so he's discreet about it or whatever he doesn't talk about it around them because um you know I mean I've I've talked about my stepkids before and they aren't always the kindest to they each other they harass each other poke they, at each other yes. pick at each other I mean if if there's an open wound they're gonna shove sadly, salt and in I, it and I say this kind of ironically or sarcastically their love language is ab- abusing each other yeah yeah, it, it, that's, yes. You know, verbally or emotionally right. or right. sometimes physically. My daughter, and it's funny because my husband doesn't know how to deal with it. Because obviously my husband is a bit the same way. Um, the kids take it to a new level, which He's is crossing lines. But yes, my See, husband is I've definitely a jabber, been, a poker, a teaser. Yes, my husband is. have been good with teasing. Now, a little 
just like a little thing said that's like a little tease. A little jab. Yeah, it, that doesn't bother me. Like yeah. when somebody said, would say something funny like that. But when it just keeps going and keeps going, right. and you're just like, it's not it's not teasing or funny anymore. Now you're you're you really feel that way. Right. And and you're you're doing like demeaning me in a what you think is a funny way. Right. Where my daughter, my daughter is into affection. And when she wants to be needy or, or annoying, or even to my husband, because of course, again, like I just said, this is not his love language at all. It's not the way he speaks at all, but she becomes annoying for attention or to seek attention or, you know, like me and my husband will be watching TV in bed just cause you know, kids are on all the other televisions. And all of a sudden my daughter is laying at the foot of our bed, like across our feet or tries to, tries to wiggle between us. She just wants time. Like, eh. Yeah. She wants time. And my husband's like, Oh my gosh, go away. And I was like, she just needs a snuggle. She right. just needs some attention. You know, the more you say stop or the more you say go away, it's going to get worse. Right. You just accept what she's you wants to, to give you right need. now. <laughs> yes. Right. It just, you know, pat right. her on the head, give her the love Which she needs. Which is hard because when other people, they want those like that teasing or poking and they take that as a fond thing, it's really hard. Yeah. Because it's not a thing. You know, like I said, I like... I'll tease James and I'll be, you know, like, or he likes to tease me. He tell, tell, likes to tell me that the, we our house is pink. And <laughs> it is not pink. We got it repainted. But in the light of day that he came around the corner one day, I could see exactly what he was saying. Is yeah. how it shone on there and it looked pink. And so now he always is like, Nana, we love your pink house. Your house <laughs> is pink. And because I always tell him, no, it's not pink. So, you know, those kind of teasings. Yeah. But it's not like, Oh, your ears are so big. Or no, yeah. I'm not saying his ears are big. Their yeah. ears are not big. But you know, no, but yeah, but like that's, that. that's in the way that my kids will will poke at each other. They like they know words or things that will, you know, like if I call you this word, it's gonna right. upset you. Right. And if I right. say this thing to you, and they, right. they so they specifically pick right. those things that they know right. hurt their feelings or will rile them up. And then right. you've got riled up kids. Right. Yeah, exactly. For no reason. And you then, were like, we were fine two seconds ago, yeah, and one, you decided randomly to do this and, and rile it up. We've coined it the Dixon Dominoes, because when one Dixon is upset, that will upset the next Dixon, that will upset the next Dixon, and then they just keep falling until me and my husband are about to get out the duct tape in the car and the zip ties and hog time, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, just please, you know... I mean, even with a movie on in the car, like, you know, we, it just, just can't, it's, it's life. And that's the way it is around here. But so back, back to my point, you were, you were talking about like in our day, um, and Casey and I just said this too. So Kale is a girlfriend and we were, we were somewhere and he did not take his face out of his phone like the entire time. And I was like, I said it to my husband. I was like, dude, could he like, we're like at a meal, we're eating. Like, could he put his phone down for five seconds? And he was like, at our age, we would have been on the phone for two hours talking or three hours, right? Because we'd have to call each other's houses. And if that there's that person that you had a crush on or you were talking to or right. you liked, right? Like you would just be on the phone for long periods of time. Well, nowadays they text. So it's just a bazillion texts back and forth and back and forth. And, and he's just, you know, buried in his phone. But um, I have to catch myself if the kids ask, where is Kale? Because I can't say he's with his girlfriend. He's on a date. I have to be like, oh, he's just hanging out with his friends because we just don't share that at the house. So. All right. Fun fact. We had to take a pause and uh, we thought we were recording and then it was not recording. So we talked for about 15, 20 minutes and told you all of these really great things. And had some really funny comments. And uh, there, it was a there. 
seriously the best work we've ever was, done. Right, and now it's gone. It was so that's chaos. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so we're gonna try and talk more about that. But I think what we were saying was that in in Casey's family, um, the kids pick on each other. Yes. All the time, kind of as their their you you call quote, it, yeah. I call it their love language that is to pick or abuse is their love language. I think is what I said, and, and it's like. If, it, if they know it's going to hurt each other mentally, they're, they're like, we're going to poke at that. Or if it's yeah. going to hurt their feelings, we're going to poke at that. Or sometimes yeah. we're going to actually physically poke them yes. until they yeah. cry or whatever. Yeah. And, you know, but they, anyways, they just do it. And they, they think it's all in good fun, except the one receiving. Everybody else yeah. seems to think it's in good fun. But... Yeah, I mean, like it's I said, okay, we, we've, we've been podcasting now this podcast. So it makes sense he wants to keep it quiet because yeah. he doesn't want anybody... Yeah. Causing rigmaroles. Chaos or, like you yeah. said, you have a couple of them that go yeah, to school with like him. I don't know what we said, what was recorded, what wasn't recorded, because yeah. we're not going to go back and listen to it. But basically there's, you know, he doesn't want any any of his siblings going up to his female friend at school and saying anything or, you know. Po- Embarrassing just, yeah, or whatever. Exactly. Yes. So anyways, we keep it on the down low. But <laughs> um, moving on yeah. to the. Then we started talking about what was happening with your daughter, because you've got a whole other side of things. So. So, well, yeah, we'll, we'll start this, this story kind of over, but um, any of you, if you know my history, I, I made it short before, but I'll try to shorten it some more, what's important, what's not important, but obviously I'm divorced. Um, my ex-husband left me for somebody else who he married, and I'm actually great friends now with the woman that he married, and then when he did the same thing to her that he did to me, um, they got divorced, and so now we are still friends, and he's still on the outskirts. Um... My daughter has two half siblings um, from her then stepmom, and um, there was a traumatic incident that happened in their home um, about three years ago. Um, the other two siblings were a little young to really kind of process what happened. Um, everybody was okay in the scenario. It was mostly um, something happened that really scared them, and because of this incident, my daughter has not wanted to see her dad or go back to his house because of that. Um, the other kids started visiting again about eight, nine months after the event had happened, but my daughter felt very uncomfortable. And through the three years that we are at now, um, also we'll preface, obviously Jill's daughter is the oldest. So yes, everything that happened made more sense to her or you know she wasn't able to brush it off or it was directed at her right because there was responsibility of what could have happened and these are all verbal things this isn't yes no no physical problem it's not abuse like that right it was just it was a very traumatic incident and yeah like i said I, i obviously i'm beating around the bush but um, my, the, the trust that my daughter had with my ex-husband was broken at the, with her dad was broken at that time. And sadly he has done nothing to try to repair it except let time pass. Um, she has a phone that gets text messages, a Wi-Fi phone, and he would text her maybe three or four times a year. Merry Christmas. Uh, happy birthday. Um, you know, once or twice, you know, your brothers, your brother and sister are coming over this weekend, you know, any chance you want to join us that happened 
I don't know, two years ago. And my daughter did respond and said, you know, I'm, I'm not ready for that. Um, but then he would let four months go before he would say anything again. So um, about a year and a half ago, he asked me, um, what do you think I could do to help fix the relationship? And, and I gave him um, about a, you know, five or so paragraph email basically saying, um, you need to rebuild the relationship and it needs to start slow. You need to start texting her daily. Ask her like, you know, what did you do at school today? What did you have for lunch? What's your favorite band? You know, what, what's your favorite TV show or what are you watching right now? Or, you know what I mean? Like you need need to to start conversation. Rebuild trust, but in a lighthearted kind of gentle way where it's not pressure. Right. Like, are you coming over this weekend? And she's like, ah, or like, Hey, did you see the new Avatar movie or something? Yeah. Yeah. This new Disney movie was going on. Was it good? Or, you know, just anything that she could respond to without feeling like she was answering what, when are you, when are you coming over? Why don't you want to see me? Those kind of things. Right. And, um, I even said like, you know, she's in soccer. Why don't you show up to one of her soccer games or one of her soccer practices? Just sit and watch. Don't expect her to come over to you. Don't expect her to necessarily say hi, wave at her from across the field. You know, just again, limit the pressure, but hopefully baby step, baby step soon. She will start responding to you and maybe, you know, Hey, maybe when I see you at the soccer game on, on Saturday, you could come give me a hug or, you know, maybe you could build up to that and it would rebuild trust. Cause right now all she remembers is the potentially scary things that happened or could have happened on that that particular day. And, um, after I gave him this advice and this information, he chose to take the road of silence. So it's been a year he and like a half. He asked for all this information. You gave it all. And he did he, literally nothing. He did worse. He went on radio silence. He went and found, he stopped and texting said, her another girlfriend and got married. Well, yeah, he found a new wife and is now, you know, remarried. And I mean, he lives a mile down the road. We literally could run into him at Safeway. And we haven't, which we think is kind of funny because we were talking about that the other day. We're like, how is it possible that we most likely shop at the exact same grocery store and like never see each other? But, um, he probably doesn't do the shopping. He probably makes his wife walk. Yeah. Oh yeah. I don't know. Yeah. She doesn't have a driver's license. That might, that's a far walk with groceries unless you push the grocery cart. And I doubt they take a grocery cart out of the parking lot. He might have bought her a trolley. One of those little trolley things. Yeah. No, I don't think so. I'm, I'm sure he does the shopping. I'm sure. Um, she, um, I don't, I know when she came to the country, she did not speak English. Um, I'm, I know she's wants to learn from what I hear from, from the half brother and sister who we still see and Tori still sees with her brother and sister and they're able to you know, communicate. Yeah. With her yeah. 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 We spell better but yeah, now. Yeah. I think that she's obviously getting better at that, but, um, she, she is here and to my knowledge, she does not does work. Does he speak Spanish? Spanish? No, not to my knowledge. Um, it's very interesting how they yeah. met then if either one of them, I mean, obviously there's translator apps and different things. Yeah. Not to make light of the situation because we don't know and I'm not involved in it at all and, right. and I'm not judging at all, but you know, you and I love to watch those 90 day fiance shows mm-hmm. and I just envision her like coming here on a K1 visa and, um, but even those, they, they tend to have a, one of them, like one, the one that's going to another country or whatever may not speak that language. But the other one does. I mean, they can usually communicate between the two of them. I have seen, I guess I haven't seen it always end well, but on the show, I've seen, you know, where they show up and literally they use Google Translate to communicate with each other constantly, you know? So I, I don't know if maybe she knows enough English to get by or to communicate with him or, you know, and 
to my knowledge, he doesn't know Spanish. Does that mean that he didn't learn it in the last year and a half, two years, that he hasn't been working on it? I, you don't maybe know. he has. Right. I don't know because, again, no contact with my daughter at all means no contact with me either. We, we, right. We've got nothing, so I, I don't know. But um, I know that you know he is spending every other weekend with his other two kids, and in that year and a half, I, again, for our side of it, it's been radio silence. And she obviously does not have the desire to reach out to him, and I... I'm not going to force, force anything that, you know, she doesn't want. And obviously he's not interested in, I don't know, fighting for or whatever. So finally I, f- I figured it was time that we re redo our, our child support and parenting plan. It's been four years since he has had 50, 50 custody of her, which is currently what our plan says. Um, it's time we adjust child support because I have her full time. I'm supporting her full time. I'm getting the most minimal of, of child support because he's supposed to have her 50% of the time. Um, so I reached out to him, um, to open the door to renegotiate child support. And again, without going into too, too many details or, or, you know, airing too much laundry, um, we did meet, we had a conversation about it. I thought we had kind of come to an agreement to what so you didn't could have to spend a bunch of money in on, court on lawyers right. right because that's the thing is is the reason it took me so long to do this is i as a single mom did not have the money sitting around to pay for an attorney to adjust this which is something that is hard about our court systems um in arizona if your child support goes through um the dcss i think it is um department of child social services if your child support goes that way um, they handle it all and it's a little bit easier to change, negotiate. You just got to show your income and, and then, you know, how many days, yeah, it's simple, but because our child support and parenting plan was done through family courts because of a divorce, it, it's like, it's, you know, if, if there was never a marriage, it's easier for some reason, but because we've been divorced, our, our stuff goes through family court. So we actually have to go to court or file in court to get things changed. And I know that he will. It's just strange that there's two different ways, you know, like that things are handled. Should be one yeah. way. Right. Um, and I know that he will not go into this situation without an attorney because that's how he is. And I would not go into this an attorney. Right. Without an attorney on my side too. So I had to be in a place financially where I knew I could pay the retainer. Uh, yeah. And you know, attorneys around here, you're talking anywhere from, Two thousand to five thousand dollars a retainer, depending on who you choose and what you know. And so, I wanted to make sure when the time came, um, number one, I could financially handle it, and number two, that um, I was in a position that there had been enough history that the arguments that I was making, you know, to adjust the time um, that you had had her full time. Yeah, I had had her full time now for for three years, and you know, it had been a year and a half since he had asked us anything come see me, come right. visit. Do you want to, you know, so after a year and a half that, that shows enough history that he's, I mean, the term they use right. is a band. You had got to but, where you, you thought you had come up with an agreement and you're like, this is what we're going to do. Yeah. So we met, we met in person. My husband and I went and, and, and sat with him and, and we discussed and it was very civil, very, I thought productive conversation. We talked about Tori, caught him up on a bit of, you know, what she's doing in life, playing violin, soccer, all the things. Um, and we had kind of come to terms because um, the number in Arizona is a pretty cut and dry number when it comes to child support, no matter what system you go through, it's just how you get there. 
And um, he was concerned that the number on his side financially um, was not going to be feasible for him in his current life situation. Um, you know, the number is what the number is. So we had negotiated something lower than what I was by the courts supposed to get. And again, it's a little bit of an assumption because he wouldn't tell me his income, but we had made an agreement, um, a, a loose agreement. And I said, let's, let's get everything down on paper. And so me and him texted a little bit for the next 24 hours about some of the information that needed to be put on the documents. And then, um, he did text my daughter, um, uh, fairly lengthy text message um basically saying he wanted to maybe meet up for ice cream or dinner or something also basically saying telling her that the reason that he hadn't contacted her in so long is because he was trying to give her space to process what she needed to process okay um, and then, which is interesting since the last time you talked to him, it was him wanting to know how to make that relationship work and you giving him the tools. Right. You know what I mean? So, so a year you didn't and a half say ago, give space. Yeah. A year and a half ago, I said, talk to her daily, show up to soccer games, show her you care, show her you're interested. That's everything I told right, there was him. There no, there was no give space. And he chose the exact opposite space. Right. Um, so my daughter did not respond because she, uh, partly she told me, she's like, I don't, I don't even know what to say. And I was like, well, say what's in your heart. Say what your truth is. She's, you know, almost 13 at this point. So she knows her mind and she's, right. you know, fairly independent and, you know, um, is forming her own opinions and becoming a, a young lady. Um, so she says, I, I, I don't want to say anything right now. And I was like, well, that is your choice. Um, and then 24 hours later, he basically messaged me and said, if Casey is willing, uh, why don't you just have Casey adopt her? And I'll, you know, and I clarified with him. I was like, so you want to, you're willing to relinquish your parental rights and let Casey adopt her. And he said, yes, as long as it can happen all at the same time. And I said, well, I'll talk to my attorney. And we right. did have an attorney um, on retainer at that point because I was worried we were going to have to go to court and no matter what we agreed upon I wanted an attorney to look at the documents and make sure that everything was processed properly and on the up and up so I messaged my attorney and said this is what I just got and again try to make a long story short um, took about two weeks but um, he has relinquished his parental rights and we are now in the process of having Casey adopt my daughter which, Which is, is what she wanted. I mean, she did want yes. that because she had asked about it because she's gone so long without a dad that she she wants to be, you know, part of the family, have the same last name and, and all yeah. and fit into that. In her exact words, Casey has been more of a dad to me in the last year and a half than he ever was. And I don't know how much he participated in the family when he was married to Tiffany and, and they were together. I don't know... You know, obviously I know Tiffany was a stay-at-home mom, so a lot of what happened was with Tiffany or, you know, picked him up at school, dropped him off at school, you know, baths and, and hair. And obviously all that is probably going to be the woman in the house, you know, not that dads can't do that. I know plenty of dads, you know, single dads. I got the feeling it. just from times that I talked to Tiffany that pretty much it was her. And even from the way that 
you know, when something good would happen, she would ask it to call Tiffany and tell her. It wasn't like, let's yeah. call yeah, dad. My, that, and this is, again, another reason why Tiffany and I are still so close today. It is because Tiffany um, was probably the best. I've said this before on podcast, I'm sure. But she's probably the best stepmom that Tori could have ever had. I am so thankful for her because I know that everything was good and okay because Tiffany was there and Tiffany did care. And it was obviously easier for me to communicate with Tiffany and make sure that homework was done. Or if Tori, you know, had a nightmare and was going to their house after school that I, you know, shared something with her or, you know, that, Hey, we needed to work on this or don't forget to bring that home. Cause you need it for soccer or school or, you know, so I know that Tiffany was very involved and, and just a great stepmom. Right. You co-parented with the stepmom. Yeah, I did. Yeah. You really yeah. did. Which is why we forged the relationship that we did. Unless it was a legal thing that you, you right. had to have him for. Right. So anyways, um, it's exciting, exciting news. But, you know, I, I can sit here and Tracy and I have talked about it many times. But it adds the chaos. Lawyers, paperwork, time, stress. Is yeah. it going to happen? Will he sign it? Will it get here in time? You know. Yeah. It's, yeah. And just, it, you when you know. didn't expect that. Yeah, no. You know, it, have, now, you're grateful for it, but it just... Right. And it and was happening right at the holidays. I Yeah. And I've, I've made the, the comment many times. I've, I've said it to, to Tori. I said, nothing can change blood. He will always be your dad. For the good, for the bad, for the... You know, that's like marriage, right? That will always be your dad. So if there ever comes a day where you want to, you he's still your dad biologically you can have a relationship with him yeah because let's be honest knowing everything that i know about him for all these years he would probably if she got a hold of him have a relationship with her at any time that she wanted to and just be so glad he doesn't have to pay any money for it because i I, I hate to make it all sound like money but it is with him it always all the decisions have always come down to money with him yeah and you know so but the thing is is and that's what we kind of said. We said on Most paper, of the trouble in his life is because he can't manage money properly. Or he does know. shady business. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's all on the sides. But um, the good news is, is that now when Tori wants to yeah. get a driver's license, it's Casey. Next time we need a passport, it's Casey. Which is actually going to be soon because now she's going to need a new passport uh, as soon as her name legally changes. And Correct. something that is... Super exciting. Now that we're here, we can be happy about it. You know what I mean? I, I, right. I, I don't know. Obviously, this whole relationship has been a challenge. I don't know what I would choose either way. But this is where we are now. So I can I can embrace and be happy with where, where we are now. And for the first time ever, Tori and I are going to have the same last name. And that gets me emotional. Right. Because she was always a shoemate. And because that, you know, that's her dad's name. And that's the way right. life goes. You know, and I was not from the time of divorce and we're for the first time ever going to have the same last name. So that's going to be really cool. And she doesn't have to, I know that there were times that it was always in the back of her head. Is he going to show up? It's my birthday. Is he going to call? Is he going to text? Is, you know, is, is he going to stop by? Is he randomly going to show up and say, Hey, it's my parenting time. Get in the car. And then she's like, Oh mom, I don't want to do that. Right. You know, there is, there's got to be a wait that's lifted off. And so I, I did let her know that if she ever wants anything, he still exists. He's still there. Um, it doesn't change your brother and your sister, you know, your right. half brother, half brother's sister. Um, we can still have a great relationship with them. Um, and now the ball is in 
still whoever's court. If, if he wanted to message her and be like, you know, I, I still would like to go get ice cream, he can. She can still choose to respond or not. It's it's just, it's a heavy, it's a heavy conversation. It's a heavy weight um, on both sides because, you know, sometimes you don't know what to pray for, right? You don't know what to ask for. But um, I'm very, I'm very happy that she's happy, which she is very happy. Um, her first words when we told her, because we kept it all, which was the hardest, probably one of the hardest secrets I've ever had to keep from her. Um, but her first question after we told her the news that Casey was going to be adopting her was, how did you get him to do that? Because although this is definitely what she wants, I think in her mind, um, he kind of likes control. Right. too yeah. and i think she knew that that probably was something he'd never it's do probably because he'd already lost it so much well i think that's what it is too she he decided this after her not responding to his text message for 24 hours it wasn't even quite 24 hours yeah so she didn't jump to respond back and so he was just what threw his hands up in the air and was like what yeah. why am i wasting my time i yeah. don't know so, I don't because she's your kid. Anyway, at this point, it'll just be easier. They can have a relationship that isn't tied to anything if they ever choose to. Right. Yeah. And that will be the interesting part. I mean, it, it won't she... feel like it's forced or required if he ever does because it's not, he's not doing it to save money on child support or to avoid having yeah. to pay you more money. Yeah. Right. And hopefully it's because he wants to. And I, I always yeah. hope it's because he wants to. Um, so, um, but. I have a strong feeling that if she, because the thing is, is after we had the quick kind of messages about, I'll have my lawyer draw up the paperwork and that's what we took care of. Um, I haven't heard a word from him. He didn't send me a message to say, just so you know, I signed the papers or I'd like to see her before this is over. Or it's like I was just, I was so he surprised. was taking something off of his desk and saying that, that side is, that's done. Yeah. This file so is over. I have a feeling that in his brain, he's just written her off. And, um, unless she were to ever reach out, I mean, there are going to be times we're going to run into him because there's going to be for Colin Ainsley, there's going to be graduations or events or, you know, like Ainsley's in gymnastics and she invited us to her gymnastics meet, um, over the Christmas break and we had considered going and then Tiffany informed me he will be there, which makes sense. Of course. Um, I mean, I say, of course, but you know, he wasn't at Tori's, you know, orchestra concert. So, um, but anyways, but he will be there. So, and this was in the midst of some of this going on. So we decided not to go just to prevent any, any flames, mixing of stirring of pots or or whatever. We just didn't want to avoid it. But the next time we're invited to Ainsley's gymnastics thing, we'll go. And if he's there, cool. It's just like he's and if another he doesn't person, right. look at us or talk to us, fine. If he wants to try to walk up and talk to Tori, Casey will be there, and she, she, there's no reason for her to be concerned. Nope, no reason. And now she can so, have some stability in, you yeah, know, who's participating in her life. Yeah, yeah. So, anyways, but that's that's big news that's been taking up a lot of time, chaos, you know, um, emotions, energy, um, but. Um, we'll have so another, again, all of that was going on again. We're going to, with the holidays, really with the Christmas, with the, try to, to figure out the distance 
recording. Yes. And hopefully, uh, maybe we'll test that out even later tonight or tomorrow just to, to see how it yeah. sounds yeah. for a testing. I mean, things are so much better now with Skype and Teams and, right. you know, I'm, I'm wondering if, you know, maybe, you know, we've tried Skype before um, way back when, but I don't know if things are better now. Technology is better now. Our computers are, are better right. now. Um, we can, we can try that or, um, you know, I have, I have teams on my computer, but, um, I don't want to use my work teams. You know what I mean? But I'm sure I can. Or there's that go myself, live thing that you know? we use oh, for live selling. Yeah, you could do that yeah, and record um, off of that. Um, uh, I was just about to say Podbean. That's who we use for to record. Uh, no, no, we don't use that one. Um, StreamYard. StreamYard, yeah. yeah. We could use that because it's just you and I. We just don't post it anywhere. Right. Yeah, exactly. So we can go live on StreamYard and I can hopefully record the audio in GarageBand. So, so maybe we'll, yeah, maybe we'll I'll Google that. it. And, you know, I'm sure there's plenty of YouTube videos out there that just tell you how to do it. But, you know, we're, I can be tech savvy, but I'd like it to be as less techy as possible. Or we might, have, <laughs> maybe we figure it out on YouTube how to do you a know? split screen YouTube. You know, yeah, yeah I don't know. Yeah, if we, yeah, if we did that, then you know, it's just there. Yeah, and, and I, it I could mean, be a, a video but, of it and an audio. Yeah, people could have their option. If you did that, then it would have to be edited later. Right. Um. So True. I would still need to record the audio. I wonder if you can rip an audio from YouTube again. Things that we can research. Yeah. But so anyway, so, all right, we're we're gonna let you go on this one. Um, just wanted to catch up on on some life life things and um, thank y'all for listening and um. Any of you huge Disney fans out there, because we hope we have a lot of Disney fans out there. We do a lot of Disney things. If you have not checked out on your um, console games or even your PC, check out Disney's Dreamlight Valley. I think that's what we're going to talk about. In Our the next, next podcast will probably be Disney Dreamlight Valley, because both Tracy and I we're, have been we're a little obsessed. Jill's playing. more obsessed because she had... Playing Disney Dream Life. More yeah. time to play. I haven't had as much time. Well, to. you say more time to play, and then I just told you about all my chaos. But I'll tell you, you're, I, it's your escape. I yes, I decompress just about every night. My my husband loves watching like I'm gonna say like TikTok, but it's not TikTok. It's Facebook, um, and he scrolls on his phone or he listens to television shows all day while he works. He just puts his phone off to the side uh-huh. and has wireless headphones, and you know he works at a computer all day, so he can. It doesn't bother him. He doesn't need to watch it. He listens to TV. So um, if I was playing Disney Dreamlight Valley, then he would sit there in bed next to me and watch whatever on his phone. He didn't care. And then I was Disney Dreamlight Valley. It was it was kind of my, my decompression, my, you know. So anyways, check it out um, because we're probably going to talk a lot about it on at least an upcoming podcast, yes. if not the next one. So All right. All right. Depends on the chaos level that comes in between now and then. That's what right. What we have to talk about. So, so. we hope that y'all can keep uh avoiding the chaos in your life keep avoiding the chaos or push through the chaos or outrun manage, the chaos I don't manage know. the chaos i mean there's i don't know there's a way to avoid it but um embrace embrace the, embrace chaos. the chaos there we go yep all, all right. right bye guys bye if your life is so chaotic you don't remember you've been listening to the it's all chaos podcast To support Tracy, Jill, or get access to any products we've discussed on the podcast, visit our websites at officiallytracytime.com, shopjillybean.com, or shopthechaos.com. If you've enjoyed learning about our chaos, you can always leave a positive review on iTunes, Podbean, or wherever you download your podcasts. And if you would like to tell us about your chaos, you can always email us at itsallchaospodcast at gmail.com, and maybe we'll read your email on the show. And remember... When life gets chaotic, it's okay to listen to the podcast in your closet with a Starbucks eating raw cookie dough.
sucks. Could somebody please put these dishes in the dishwasher? Four, quit chewing on poo. Whose dirty underwear are on the floor? Oh my gosh, there are dishes in the sink again. I'm sorry, we gotta go.